Welcome to Trader Triggers, presented to you by Rob MV3 Trader. This is a segment of Futures Trade Radio that is brought to you by The Ultimate Trader's Guide, your one-stop shop for the most valuable income-producing information on the internet. Go to ultimatetradersguide.net to learn more. Link in the show notes. Now enjoy the show. Welcome back to the second half of Futures Trade Radio for this episode of Trader Triggers. Today I got an interesting one today that I was triggered into, um, it was probably around Tuesday, earlier this week. Now we'll get into all the, what led up to this trigger in a minute, but let's set, let's set this up. All right, so today's topic is kind of around labeling or labels, right? But specifically, there's a specific label that we're gonna focus on, and that's the label of gambler, right? Or gambling and this whole debate around trading versus gambling. So today's title actually had two titles that I was kind of trying to decide between. One of those titles is trading versus gambling, what the gurus are not telling you. We're gonna dive deep into this. The other title is putting an end to the trading versus gambling debate. Now those are, that second one definitely is a bold title for today's message. I went deep on this one, so let's just get into it, all right? I did a lot of research and all that stuff. So this is one of those, you know, age-old debates that a lot of people just talk about from what they feel about the word and, you know, they don't really do a whole lot of, you can tell a lot of deep research wasn't done into understanding what the word actually means. So that's really gonna be how we're gonna walk our way into this. We need to actually understand what the word means. So let's. Let's just go ahead and, and, and walk through this. Now, that's kind of, I'm gonna start with how I got triggered into this, into today's message, All right? So this topic came to me, you know, from a response that I received while I was watching this live stream of this young lady that she trades, right? And she's very transparent about how she trades. And while she was doing this live stream and she was showing what, you know, her thought process and she was showing her setup and how she executes and all that stuff, giving all the details. She had some people in the comment section that were trying to, you know, in question form, like convince her to wait for the retest before she executes, right? So, you know, kind of like as if she asked for their opinion, but you know, you know, you know how it goes, right? When you put yourself out on the internet, I definitely had it, you know, I've experienced this before myself to where people will try to they come to you like they have the answers that, you, that you're looking for. Now, side note, we all know that all the answers that you need are within, but you can seek answers externally, but this wasn't this case. These people were just, they were just commenting and telling her that she should take the retest. Now, my response, usually I, I just let it be what it is and I don't respond, but I kind of felt the need to respond on this one. And in hindsight, I, I see why now, but my response was basically, you don't always have to wait for a bunch of confirmations before you make a trading decision. That was basically my response. It wasn't those exact words, but I'm paraphrasing, but that was basically what my response was. And towards the end of the stream, when I was logging off, then when she was ending the stream, then I saw where I was hit with the, you know, I was labeled as being a gambler. Now that was off of me just making one sentence or say, stating one sentence. What I didn't mention was that I understood what she was doing, right? 
And I already saw a you know other confirmations that she had with how she was trading, right? But you know, even though I I didn't express all of that, and I only put that one sentence in there, for some reason that makes me a gambler now. With this term in and of itself, I don't really care. I don't care what you label me. I don't care what you call me. That's none of that's my problem. That's not my problem. That's your problem, right? So, because I know, I know myself, right? And I know everything I need to know about me. Now, if I want to, that doesn't mean I'm close to criticism or to any kind of positive criticism. You know, even I hear negative criticism, and if it if something resonates, then I'll address it. But just in terms of what I'm talking about here, labels, I don't really care about labels. I don't really care for labels. I kind of get into why later if if these this talk transitions into that energy. But overall, I don't take on the energy of these different labels like at all, really. So anyway, let's keep moving forward. The positive about the thing about all this is it led me to start thinking about more about this word gambling and this debate about trading versus gambling. And I started to do some more research. So one little quick note that I want to make about confirmations is how everybody talks down on the lagging technicals or AKA lagging indicators. But then on the reverse, they go and say that you need confirmations, which a confirmation is you're confirmating what already, which you're confirming what already happened. So that's lagging in and of itself, right? That's just something that, that an idea that popped up to my head that I wanted to also kind of talk about since I did mention confirmations. So, you know, it's, it's just something interesting that I am aware of when, you know, I hear other people talking about stuff. But anyway, let's get into this, this whole gambling thing. Now, in order to be able to accurately label something as being gambling or someone as being a gambler you got to actually understand what the word means right so that's the that's how we're gonna we got to actually identify and, and really define the true frequency of the word so that we can if we want to label people or we want to label a, an action we can do it accurately so before we actually get into that there's two words that we gotta two concepts that we got to understand and i'm going to bring up my screen for this one and so if you're trading you don't have to look at the screen. I just, this is just for the recording. So stay focused on what you're doing. And if you're listening to this, the podcast version of this later, you can tune into the video on YouTube and, and see just, you know, what everything that I'm sharing, if you want to see it, right. But let me pull up, pull up my monitor. All right, here we go. So two things we got to understand before we start breaking down this word is connotation and denotation, right? Right here. I have the definition, Miriam Webster's definition of connotation being something suggested by a word or thing implication, the suggesting of a meaning by a word apart from the thing it explicitly names or described, right? There's some more definitions there, but basically connotation is additional ideas or feelings. And this is in my own words, additional ideas or feelings added to the original meaning of a word, right? So we got connotation. Let's look at denotation. Denotation by Miriam Webster is identified as an act or process of denoting. Okay. Thanks for explaining the word with the word, but it goes further to say, especially a direct specific meaning as distinct from an implied or associated idea. Right? So in my own words, it's going to be denotation is the literal or precise definition of a word without 
the connotation without the added notes. Denotations is more specifically towards the true frequency of the word. Now, another thing that I saw interesting is I ran into this, this right up here from csun.edu, this university, where they wrote up this thing here, this comparison between connotation and denotation. They basically say the same thing. And you can see in the highlights where they have connotation is the emotional and imaginative. That word stuck out for me. The, imaginat the imaginative association surrounding a word. Denotation they have is a strict dictionary meaning of a word. Now, what stuck out to me here is dictionary. And what we know about dictionaries is that di dictionaries don't just have one version. They don't write it and then that's it. They continue to update the dictionary. They continue to update the dictionary with more words or they continue to update the dictionary with an updated meaning to the word. So once a word has been connoted, then if there's an overall consensus that that's what we're going to, that we're going to let that word carry that connotation, then that's the, that's what we're going to update the dictionary with. So what stuck out to me here was how they have dictionary as being, that's what the word, you know, the words in the dictionary, that's being what the word actually means, but that's not the origin of the word still. So that was just, you know, kind of interesting that they say that you look at a dictionary for the actual meaning of the word, but that doesn't always go to the true core meaning of the word or the origin frequency that the word carries, right? So how do we get to that? Now, before I get into all of that, another idea that just hit me is that when I was doing my research, when people were explaining how they feel about, you know, trading versus gambling, and they were projecting the concept around gambling and trading with a connotated meaning of the word gambling, right? Meaning that they're debating the point based off of what they believe the word means by how it's commonly used today. What I was interesting in all of that is when I was listening to them, I was listening intently is that you can still see that they received the origin or the original meaning of the word, right? Which we're going to get into. So how do we get to that original meaning of the word? Well, one way to do that is to go into the etymology of words, which is just the study or the, the study of the history of words, right? How words were originated and how through connotation, they, we've, they were brought to today's or the present current day meaning. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to look into the etymology of the word. And if we want to see what etymology means by just a, as defined by today's standard. It's a quick Google search and you can, I'm just bringing up a couple of reference points, but I highly encourage you to do your own research, right? But anyway, so by a Google, quick Google search, we can see that etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. Pretty much what I said, right? So let's go back to this and let's, before we get into the etymology, we actually got to look at how gambling is defined today. So I pulled up three different dictionary uh, definitions to the word gambling. Miriam Webster has gambling as the practice or activity of betting, the practice of risking money or other states in a game or bet. All right. So that's with Miriam Webster, right? It's pretty on point with how you, we are 
how you hear most most people talk about gambling. Now, here's Cambridge Dictionary, and they have it as the activity of betting money, for example, in a game or on a horse race. Now, it's interesting. We'll kind of see why in a minute, maybe, to that word horse, right, or horse race, why they kind of specifically mentioned that. All right, so let's look at one more dictionary definition of the word, and we're going to look at Britannica. And this is more of like a encyclopedia type of defining the word. But what Britannica has is the betting or staking of something of value with consciousness of risk and hope of gain on the outcome of a game, a contest, or an uncertain event whose result may be determined by chance or accident or have an unexpected result by reason of the better's miscalculations. Now that one's much wordy because, you know, like I said, this is more of an encyclopedia definition. But overall, what we can see is it's basically in alignment with how most people use the word gambling today, which you're betting in a risky environment where you can't predict the outcome. It's just completely random. And you're betting with the chance of losing money basically just recklessly, you know, that's how people typically define it today. So let's see how on point that is with the origin of the word as we go into the etymology. And so I'm looking at etymologyonline.com or etym online, a kind of abbreviated etymology, but etymonline.com where we're going to kind of look up their version of the etymology. And I'm just going to leave that topic there because that can go deeper, but we're going to leave it there. All right. So this resource here says that gambling is habitual indulgence in gambling. Verbal noun from gambling. Okay, that was cool that you just explained the word with the word, but okay, that means we got to look deeper. And it says the verbal noun from gamble. So we can just scroll down. We can click that link. We're going to scroll down here and see that as a verb, gamble, the etymology of gamble is risk something of value on a game of chance. Okay pretty much online, but that was from the 1700s to 1726. If you go back here to Merriam-Webster, the definition of gambling and you scroll down, they do kind of reference that here. First known use is 1700. Now this is what Merriam-Webster says. Now if we go back to the etymology of it and you keep reading, it says from a dialectal survival of middle English gambling, gambling, or gambling, if you want to go more towards the universal way of, you know, saying letters, but gambling, because we're talking about English. So gambling, variant of gammoning to play, jest, be merry from old English gamanian, or have you say that word to play, joke, pun from gammon, also see game as a noun. Right, with form as in fumble, etc., or possibly gamble is from a derivative of gamble to play games. Now, it gives us a marker here of 1590s. So, it's not first known as 1726. If you go, because we still have the frequency, right? There's a sound that I'm saying, that I'm expressing, that I'm projecting as I say this word. And you, that ties all the way back to these original ways of expressing the sound that goes all the way back to 1590s and they can actually go back further than that but from here we're looking at 1590s to play games itself likely a frequentative 
from game, originally regarded as a slang word. Now they say unetymological may be from confusion, from unrelated gamble. Transitive meaning to squander in gambling is from 1808, right? So this also was kind of interesting to me, right? They say it's unrelated, but again, you got to kind of understand. Okay, so here's my perspective or here's my view on words, right? You can take it how you want to mean it, but this is, I want to give uh, just another way of looking at this. If I say gamble, I'm expressing a sound. And between gamble, G-A-M-B-L-E, and gamble, G-A-M-B-O-L, the only difference is how the letters that were used and how those letters are arranged. The same sound is still present. That sound is a frequency that carries a power, right? So if we tie it back to that, and we just look at the sound of what I'm expressing as I say gamble, we can take it back to this, which was, which is here, basically going to a game because they kind of went to a transitive meaning back to gambling, which actually throws in some confusion there if you're, you know, depending on how you read that. So that's just an interesting point, but actually let's go and let's look at it. Now that version of gamble with the OL, if you look at the verb, because it took me directly to the verb, skip about in sport from French gambader or gambader. It's interesting when you listen to the sound of that, a gambader, have you say that word. Gamble as a noun, which we'll scroll up, we'll look at it in a minute. We'll compare Middle English gambin, a ham or a gammon, English dialectal gamaro, small of the leg, gamble of leg, gamble, in quotations, a leg, right? So it's interesting that we're gonna, like, how did we get to leg? So let's look up at the noun. And the noun is frolic merrymaking, gambled or gamble day, have you, that word is supposed to be said, a skipping, a leap, or spring. From French, gamb gambade, or we're talking about Latin, that could be gamba day. From Latin, gamba, Horses, hock, or leg. So they keep talking about leg here, but it's specifically to an act of what, you know, uh, um, around the leg, which is frolic or merrymaking, or you're, you're actually expressing with your legs, you're expressing like a jovial, playful, like, you know, behavior or, or, or expression, right? You're expressing, you know, uh, a feeling of being playful or a feeling of being joyful. You're basically playing the game, right? You're in a game-like resonance and, you know, you're doing your list. So when you're, when you're playing in the game, you're having fun in that game, you, you may start skipping around. You may start doing things with your legs to show that, that it expresses your excitement and your happiness or, you know, your playful nature in playing that game. So if we go and see and look through all of those definitions, looking through all those definitions and the etymology, the one thing that's frequent in there is game and basically not being serious you're playing around so when we think about gambling and let me take you down to where we initially where most people they're first coming to the awareness of the word gambling and it's usually with a casino so you hear people talking about gambling when you're young and how you're maybe going to a casino how you're maybe not in a casino, more of an, in a private setting, how you may be playing poker or you may be playing some sort of game. It's, it's usually around game, but you 
hear it a lot with casinos and they tell you to come and and you know they paint this whole picture about gambling in a fun entertaining environment which is is really good marketing so now for them it's a business but they're 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 advertising their business with this word gambling to where when they advertise it to their potential customer they're giving you the energy to come in here and play games without taking it serious. So when you go into their, their business, into their establishments, and they're, you know, we've already tied the energy of, with this, of, of playing and playing a game with this word, with this use of the word gambling, and you come into the casino with the creating the frequency from this word gambling, you're going to the casino to play and not really be serious. This is why when you go into a casino and let's say you go and play pla um, blackjack or you go and you play a game and you're taking it serious and you're using statistics to your advantage, then they don't like that. And they, if they catch you doing it, they'll kick you out. They want you to go in there and they want you to look at it as a game, something just to play with and not take seriously. So taking us back to the, the word or the label gambling, how I can conclude that what this word means is really just to play a game, to be playing a game. And when we're doing it in this environment, it's with the is it's playing a game. We can go back to gambling to where they also attach the word risk, risk of something on the value, risk of something of value on a game of chance, right? So you're playing a game where there's risk involved. And in these markets, you're you're playing a game with the risk of losing your money. Now, if you're not careful, you can lose so much more than your money. But if you're gambling while you're trading, then that means you're trading, but you're not taking it seriously. And you're just in this environment like it's a game and you're being jovial, uh, jovial about it. And you're, you're, you know, you're not taking it seriously, right? With the risk of losing your money. Now, so now that we kind of understand what that word means, now that we understand what that word means from as we walk back through the history of the word, how it's used today and how as far back as this etymology resource uh, took the word or the frequency of the word, basically you're taking a risk on a game. When we're talking about trading, we're ri you're risking your money in this environment as if it's a game to you. How does that, what does that mean for this debate between are you gambling or are you trading? So real briefly, Trading is a simple word to understand. And while we're here, let me go ahead and bring that up then. So you don't just have to take my word for it, but that's a simple one. The business of buying and selling a, are bartering commodities. Now that's interesting because it's not just about commodities. You can trade anything. So that's more definitions. That's just the first one. So trading really is just the exchange of something, right? You're exchanging something for something else, right? So if I'm playing Pokemon and I'm trading this card for another card or this, you know, whatever. I don't know all the workings of Pokemon, but you get what I'm saying, right? I'm trading <laughs> my Pokemon for someone else's Pokemon, right? And we make that exchange, that's trading. They are a trader, right? So when we talk about trading, you kind of got to be specific about what we're actually trading. And for me, I trade the futures, right? I trade futures contracts. So trading is just an exchange of something, right? So being that trading is an exchange of something and then gambling is to take risk in a game these are two completely different words so you can't say are you a trader or are you a gambler 
You can be both. You can trade. You can be a trader that gambles, right? But if you're trading, you're a trader, period. Anytime you step into this environment and you place an order, you place a trade, that makes you a trader. Now, did you do it in a way that were you taking it serious or not? Now, that's going to define if you can add on the word gambling to it. So you're trading or you're a gambling trader, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you're a trader. You're still a trader. You just maybe you may gamble or not. And sometimes if I want to take on the energy of this word, which I don't because I kind of explained that through why I don't take on the energy of certain words, because you got to actually understand the origin or the frequency that that word originally carries from its inception. But the reason why I don't care about this term at all, I only took it on. I only took on the energy of this word to have this talk. But the reason why I don't is because if I take on that word, I also got to take on the energy of it, which is to play a game where there's risk involved. So if I don't want to do that, then I got to forget about the word and just not even pay attention to the word so that I can stay serious on what I got to focus on what I want. And what I want to do in this business is I want to treat it as a business and take it seriously. So if I don't want to gamble my, with my trading, if I don't want to, to trade and gamble at the same time, because as long as I keep pushing this buying and these sale orders, I'm always going to be a trader. I'm always, that's that acting in and of itself is trading. But if I don't want to add on gambling onto that, then what I got to do is just not even pay attention and not even take on that energy and just take it serious and focus on taking it serious and treating my trading as a business. So it's actually easy to not gamble. Well, yeah, it's actually easy to not gamble while you trade. Just don't take on that energy and take on the energy of what you want the outcome to be or what you want to do. So I just wanted to, you know, drop that message off. Now, if you hear this and you still want to have the debate about if you're trading or you're gambling, that's on you from this point. I've already broken down all the way through of the difference between trading and gambling and how they are unrelated, but they can, it's not an or thing. It's an and thing, how you can attach gambling to trading, but all you need to do to be a trader good or bad or whatever if you're going to gamble with it if you're going to you know if you're going to make a lot of money with it if you're going to lose all your money doesn't matter as long as you press these buttons and you you may you place these orders you're a trader period right now if you do so in a in a game like fashion then yeah you can be a gambling trader so you can be both but you can't be one or the other well you can't be one or the other so if you don't place any execution at all, you never do any kind of, you don't exchange any kind of goods or services, but you go out there and you, you maybe you, you play some dice and you know, you start playing these games with the risk of losing something, then you're a gambler. But as soon as you start trading stocks or whatever, Forex, futures, whatever you're trading, but you're still doing it as you would when you're playing those games, then you can use the label or attach the label to yourself as a gambling trader, but not one or the other because you're doing both, right? So I actually had more in terms of labels, but I think we can, that's a good place to, to wrap this up. So like I said, if you want to still continue to have this debate, that's on you. However, this is why I'm ending it. And if someone wants to have this debate, you can kind of walk down through, through this path. If you want to engage in that debate with them or not. Me personally, I'm not because I don't want to take on the energy of this word beyond this talk. So with all that being said, 
I appreciate each and every one of you for coming through. You can catch these live on YouTube at MV3 Trader during the Futures to Trade radio live stream, plus more videos on day trading futures. Also, make sure you head on over to ultimatetradersguide.net for more valuable income producing information. All links and resources mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, trade it easy.